This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, my name is Daryl Ong and you tune in to Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. This week on the show, episode that stems from a recent comment made by Football Association of Malaysia's technical director Scott O'Donnell, who said that the long-standing national football development programs, the NFBP and AMD, should be under FAM's sole purview. Well, there are FAM members in those existing committees. Both of these programs currently fall under the NSC, the National Sports Council, and rely on government funding to run. What potentially might happen to these programs if they do fall under FAM's full autonomy? 2213's Harish Dio joins us on the program this week as we explore the topic. We've heard such comments being made uh, several years ago. Uh, there's been this attempt of trying to get the NFDP under strictly under the purview of uh, Football Association of Malaysia. Mm. Uh, what Scott said, uh, with all due respect, is not new. Mm. Uh, we've heard this before. And I believe this is another attempt to try and convince the powers that be, mainly the uh, Youth and Sports Ministry, mm. to park the whole programme under the guardian of the sport. Um, and uh, eventually, whatever funds that come to it, will be then managed by the guardian of the spot as well. Eh? Mm, mm. Yeah, it boils down to that, that's it. Uh, for me, it's kind of surprising that FEM doesn't have a hand. I mean, they do have you know a couple of officials uh, in the committee of NFDP and uh, AMD, but do they not wield influence at all when it they, comes to... They, they do to a certain extent, simply because I think we need to go back to the history of NFDP and I don't want to bore the listeners with <laughs> with a, um, you know, a thesis of what the NFDP is all about, but just um, very briefly in 2019, 11. Um, then Youth and Sports Minister, Datuk Sri Ahmad Shabrici, he had tasked his uh, deputy, Datuk Sri Razali Ibrahim, to spearhead this new football program called NFDP. And why um, uh, there was a need to do so was simply because um, the football the football team, the Malaysian football team, uh, they were you know, in a doldrum. They, they, they were like neither here nor there. They were mm. not consistent mm. at uh, almost every level, especially at the Southeast Asian Games. So that was the reason that prompted prompted uh, the government to step in. And uh, yeah, from then onwards, uh, we then saw um, KJ, uh, Kairi Jamaluddin, who succeeded after uh, Datuk Sri Ahmad Shabri. He mm. injected uh, more life into the NFDP program. And, you know, sometimes people get confused. They think that uh, NFDP is actually uh, Kairi's uh, project. But never, nevertheless, I think credit should be given to him simply because he continued. Mm. And that's quite strange uh, when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, politicians because they all want to leave their legacies. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So, But at least there was some form of continuity. But having said that, then, you know, we had Syed Sadiq who came back, uh, came into power. And uh, he revealed quite uh, a number of alarming things, including like uh, food, uh, you know, there was the athletes were promised like six times a day and they only got like, three, three times a day mm-hmm. and then the diet was not right. Mm. The facilities were in shambles, the maintenance part. And then, you know, the whole, uh, you know, hoo-ha about the uh, salary of a particular coach. Uh, but like I said, I don't want to bother listeners with all those uh, uh, history lessons. Mm. But moving forward, I think um, we need to really ask ourselves, um, what, why exactly is the government um, spending so much money on just one spot and one spot alone? Mm. Give our listeners a picture. Where is the development program? 
program today? Where as it stands? Yeah, it's, it's just like that. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, there's no, there's no. I mean, we, we've seen pockets of successes. I mean, those who adore the program would say that their kids have done well. Mm. You know, yes, uh, we cannot deny that there've been pockets of successes. But overall, um, you know, there, there'll be question marks as in. Uh, the amount of millions spent I mean perhaps now in the tune of billions perhaps mm. uh, spent and the results that we've obtained thus far mm. um, are, are they something to be proud of mm. Mm. Um, you know that's highly debatable yeah. uh, so and and the thing is that no one wants to come out on record to, to provide um, all these stats like how much exactly has been spent how much on you know food how much on this how much on that the breakdown and then you equal that to the expectation the and transparency, also yeah. transparency that's number one but number two I think sometimes we we live in this um, I think too much of influence of uh, instant noodles and <laughs> instant coffee and instant chocolate milk that we want instant results when it comes to even sports football and, especially yeah right? football especially look it's people get passionate about football and mm. um, yeah so you know, when, when the government gets involved, taxpayers' money gets involved, and then people start asking questions within a year or two, hey, where are the results, you mm, know? Mm, it mm. doesn't happen like that. Mm. Uh, you, you you know, I'll expand further of what, what I'm trying to say, but you hear some really uh, eyebrow-raising stories about what goes on at the grassroots, you know? Mm, mm. And, and you think that everything is hunky-dory at the top, but no, it's not. There's so much of work that needs to be done at the grassroots, mm. including at the NFDP. Yeah, it doesn't matter who helms it, but major underlying issues yeah. still need to be tackled. Um, back to um, whether uh, mm-hmm. who who it should be helmed by, right? So right now it's by the Youth and Sports Ministry, mm-hmm. a ministry of course, which doesn't just cover football, they cover all the sports uh, yeah. in, in the country, the running of all the sports. Should FAM have full autonomy of the programs from mm-hmm. the get-go, in your opinion? I mean, look, the reason why, I, I go back to why, um, the reason why the NFDP was formed was simply because the National Association, I would just say it bluntly, they, they seem to have failed in their ability to push um, the national team to a whole new level. Mm, mm. At, and at every uh, age category, from the seniors to even the grassroots. Yeah, uh, So that was the concern. And then the government at that time decided that, oh, we need to jump in and, and save, be the saviors of our Malaysian football. Mm, mm. Which then, uh, you know, you, you and I know for a fact that it was very politically motivated simply because the sport is enjoyed by everyone. Mm. It is for God knows why it is the number one sport in the country despite struggling at the Southeast Asian uh, Games level. So, you know, when it comes to expectations, when it comes to logic, when it comes to... It's, it's just that it's the beautiful game and, and that's why people are in love with it and so yeah. much so in, in, in this country. Now, uh, having said that, um, what did that enthusiasm of wanting to play superhero um, to to change the fortunes of Malaysian football mm. has somewhat um, not only dwindled but uh, allowed the guardian of the sport to escape liability, responsibility when in fact... The, in this case, the FA of Malaysia uh, should be held uh, 100% liable because they are the guardian of the sport. Mm. So naturally, any form of talent identification of unearthing new uh, footballers, of training these uh, footballers should rightly be done by the guardian of the sport. Mm. I mean, if the guardian of the sport and its affiliates, which is you know, the state uh, FAs, uh, and even at the district levels, if they are not doing their job, 
you know, why, why is someone else doing their job? Mm-hmm. And why is the sports ministry so eager to open themselves up to the firing squad? Because if clearly right now, I mean, it's not we have not been obtaining the results that we want. So who do we blame? Do we still blame FAM? No. Yeah. They're not holding the, 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 the thing 100%, correct? So yeah, the, gleefully, the Youth and Sports Ministry has uh, decided that, oh, we should absolve the responsibility. So okay. So accept the criticism then. You mm. failed. Understand, understand. Uh, don't, don't try and come up with, you know, like like the whole sea game fiasco, you know, change of government, too many excuses, all flimsy. Uh, Take full yeah. responsibility. Yeah, right? feel. On to a point you brought up, Harish, you know, uh, um, the de- development program being used as a political tool, mm-hmm. like you said, started by uh, Sabri Cheek in 2011 and it went through different government heads, right? Do, do you think that this factor, the different changes in government, stunted the growth of, 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 the, of the program, you think? The government has been around. It's just the actors are different. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but different actors bring different, different actors, perspectives. Yeah. Now, the, the thing is this. I, I go back to what I said earlier. Number one, you know, a change of government does not mean, uh, what do you call, that the program can just fail just like that overnight. Mm. Uh, what do you call, budgets are allocated anyway. Mm. So mm. you can't run away. It's either you get a little bit more or a little bit less. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. Mm. Yeah? Mm. Um, and number two, um, you don't, you build footballers for years. It's not like just you change a government and then within the next year it just fails, collapses. No, it's the byproduct of what has been happening over the years. Mm. And why do I say that? It's very simple. If we go to, we talk to the players, we talk to the coaches, for example. Mm. And, and this is no fault of the players, yeah? It's the ecosystem that we live in. Now, I'm, I'm sorry if it digresses from the topic that we have today. But this needs to be addressed. If you're going to have a conversation about grassroots development, Mm. this has to be addressed as well. How we look at food, how we look at physical activity, how we look at the interest of sport. And Mm. why do I say that? It's because these guys grew up in households whereby some of them are so poor that they can only afford a certain kind of food. Mm. Mm. Some of them are, I mean, average. They can afford it, but they've got zero... um, what do you call uh, education and nutrition so Mm. everything sweet everything you know stuff like that Mm. so of course all that over the years caused some form of you know um, uh, whether it's stunting whether it's obesity whether it's you know whatever word you want to use depending on the situation but it builds up yeah yeah, it builds up so Mm. then what do you expect when you just pick up kids who have 13 years or 14 years of their lives they've been picking up all these eating habits, mm, this, mm. you know, particular lifestyle, mm. and then suddenly you just expect them to change within a year or two just because they're under a particular program? Mm, mm. Yeah. It should be a small transition, right, rather than a Correct. culture shop in Correct. that sense. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the coaches... And, and, and uh, coaches, for example, sorry, to, uh, don't yeah, mean to yeah, cut go, you, but for co- coaches, for example, you know, I've always said this, we need the A coaches at the grassroots, not at the top. Mm. A coaches, but also there are calls for it to be locals, right? Foreigners for a long time have been at the development programs, running the programs. Their salaries alone, Harish, uh, mm-hmm. takes up 15% of the 20 million ringgit mm-hmm. budget uh, for just for the program. Um, last year, uh, there were talks about, you know, that, that there is enough transfer of knowledge and now it's time for local coaches and administrators uh, to take over. Regardless whether the person is uh, from abroad or from within, if he's good, he fits the bill, so be it. Mm, mm. Yeah? When a person leaves, who would be the best person to take on the the, the job? Mm. Now, are you trying to tell me that all these years we've had, you know, this experts who come, regardless whether foreign or local, experts sure. who come in mm. and um, and then you're trying to tell me that, oh, you know, they've not developed anyone. 
or the other coaches within the system have not learned anything? Mm. Yeah, that's unfair to to assume, right? Because there is definitely the transfer of knowledge. I hope. Mm. I do not know. Mm. To be very honest, because if there were to be a transfer of knowledge, you would immediately identify the person within, and that person would naturally immediately mm. assume the position, correct? Mm, mm. But that's not happening. Uh, not you know, you should you should get them <laughs> in the studio and ask them. You know, why mm. isn't it happening? Mm-hmm. Is it because of a clash of egos? Is it because um, you know different cultures, different different styles of doing things? So we we need all this has to be studied properly, analyzed, and then. Otherwise, we'll be doing the same thing over and over again. And yeah, we, yeah, yeah, you yeah, and I, yeah. Daryl, will be having this conversation over and over again. Yeah, and it's quite tiring, to be honest. We've been talking about this for, yeah. for quite a while now. But yeah. uh, another thing we have been, an age-old question is the lack of talent scouts. Mm. Instead of searching for talent, I think we have that culture of just waiting for them to come through the door. And this grows across all sports, not just football, right? Um, what is it about the Malaysian sporting culture that still makes this a prevalent issue? I'm glad you used the word Malaysian sporting culture because we have to ask ourselves do we really have a sporting culture to begin with I mean I'm talking about a proper sporting culture where you commit time energy and effort to be physically active Mm. and not just you know hit the gym take a few pictures for Instagram (laughs) or threads (laughs) threads right yeah yeah. (laughs) you know and jokes aside we've got to be very honest with ourselves we've got to ask ourselves from there we can then expand the conversation to to say that you know are we serious in what we're doing Um, do we start focusing on sports that fit our physique Mm. You know, mm. um, and and we go back to the to the uh, whole conversation about the government. It is their role to facilitate. It is their role to develop, but not their role to oversee something like this. Mm. Because mm. if they are having you know such um, so much attention on one spot, what about the other spots? Mm. I mean, why not much? Why why aren't we spending the same attention on a spot like diving? Mm. And and the reason why I'm raising diving is because at the last uh, Malaysia Games certain states struggle to find divers. Like off the mic, uh, before yeah. we started this session, you were talking about why is there just a development program for football? I mean, there is one for hockey, but there are so many other sports in, in, in the country. Yeah, so that, that's, that's my argument because when we start just looking at one sport and, uh, you know, not paying attention to the other, then, you know, we'll be accused of playing favoritism, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is the reasoning? Like I said, no, it, it's it's different if you're saying that Malaysian football is, you know, among the 80 top in the world. Mm. It's different if we are like among the 50 top in Asia, for example, or 30, you know, among the best in Asia. Then perhaps you can justify to a certain extent that X amount of taxpayers' money is you know being spent on this perhaps to a certain extent mm, mm. I, I would rather the same money be spent on schools you know or on mm. roads yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. On, on healthcare I think that's more important mm. but here here you have a spot that look w- w- where are we headed to mm. we get super excited with small wins mm. you know f- major triumph during friendlies friendlies you know and yeah, and then yeah. what mm, mm. Yeah. so I'm, I'm not trying to be a skeptic here neither, uh, neither am I trying to dis um, football but yeah, I think but let's be logical and realistic about our expectations yeah. and in how we view things that was 2213's Harish Dio as this week on the program we're talking about the potential future of NFDP and AMD my name's Daryl Ong and more of that conversation to come. So do stick around. This is Bar None only on BFM 89.9.
You're back on BFM 89.9 and to bar none, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. I'm your host, Daryl Ong. This week on the program, we have been discussing the potential future of the football development programs, the NFDP and AMD falling solely under Football Association of Malaysia's purview rather than the Ministry of Youth and Sports. Arguably, the best player right now in the country is a product of said programs with JDT attacker Arif Ayman. While over the years, positives also arise. The NFDP squads won cups in Portugal, while the AMD squad, the under-14 squad, have triumphed in Germany and Holland. For the flag that the program took over the years, there were signs that it was heading in the right direction. Joining us on the program this week is 2213's Harish Deal as we explore. You remember I just mentioned about instant success? Those took years to come, right? Correct. <clears throat> so if at the end of the day, like I said, there were pockets of successes. Mm. And the names that you just mentioned, you know, mm. it's evident. Mm. Now, what if proper attention was paid towards it? A proper structure. Mm. You know, no such thing as six meals a day becomes three meals a day, you know, mm. and, and, you know, proper, the the, the, the coaching structure is proper, mm. you know, everyone is paid on time, there's proper, everything is maintained properly. Now, imagine how far that would go. Yeah. Once again, then we, we then ask ourselves, okay, now, if the FA of Malaysia runs it using whatever, um, you know, powers it has mm. to garner support from the sponsors, you know, who be bothered about a change of government? You can change the government today, tomorrow, you know, forever. FAM call will remain yeah. the same. FAM, yeah, yeah. Correct. So mm. that is why I, I, I keep the underlining theme that I'm trying to say here is that who cares about, why, why should we so bother, be bothered about who comes into power? Mm. When mm. as far as sports is concerned, it should just run. Mm. In fact, the government should be looking at sports and coming to sports and going like, hey, we need you mm, and not mm, the other not way the around. Other way around. Mm. Because we have the power to unite people. We as in sports. yeah, Sports has got the power to unite people. Sports has got the power to actually get people active, mm. to create a healthy uh, population. Mm, mm. So if anything... It's the government officials, the politicians who are dying for attention. Exactly. So it does They need sports, not the other way around. So it really does sound that FEM taking over these programs is a step, a bigger step uh, in the right direction. Look, full autonomy, independent of any uh, politics. Logically, on paper, they should. Mm. Now, of course, being um, the cynic that we all are, we then ask ourselves, hey, come on, the states are not developing players. Huh? The districts are not developing players. Mm-hmm. They've all been, you know, sitting on their, you know, comfortable seats and, you know, suddenly a player from NFDP comes out and they claim credit. Oh, you know, that's my boy, you mm, know, mm. He, he's, he's been here before and so forth and so on. Mm. So that is why we need NFDP. So it's like a chicken and egg thingy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah? Mm, um, mm. But I still go back to the fact that it should be run by the FAM mm. simply because if it fails, then the FAM has got to be answerable. Yep. And then the government will then realise that it's no point uh, paying much attention towards a spot that fails both in governance, in uh, what do you call results, in development of uh, talent. Mm. But if the spot, if FEM does it right and they go all the way out, then the government will take it and the government will go like, wow, this is an association that we want to be with. Mm. You know, because they are successful, they've got a really good airtight, you know, development program, yep. you know, the sustainability. Mm. Mm. 
So yeah, yeah it's, mm. it, it is as simple as that. Uh, one point you brought up just now on poaching, right? Yeah. Uh, you observed in your article that you know players have yet to that have yet to graduate from those programs mm. are already being offered better salaries than mm. university graduates yeah. uh, who had just entered the job market. This is what I've been informed. Most of the players graduate. Actually, the players graduate by November. Mm. Okay. Okay. But in April, May, June, they were repoached. Of that year. Of the particular earlier, of the, months, earlier. Then, so mm. way earlier, months earlier. Mm. Okay, and they are given contracts, and they are paid half of the salary. Okay, in advance. All right, understand. Okay, so what happens then is that these boys will naturally not give their one hundred percent because they want to save their legs. The future is secured, right? In a Correct. way. Correct. Mm. I'm going to contradict myself here because I, I I want this to be a conversation. It's not about my opinion. Sure, yeah, okay? I it's, it's about a conversation that we need to have. Mm. But at the same time, the supporters will say that, hey, look, we are giving them a life. Supporters, I don't mean the fans, but I mean that the supporters of such, uh, 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 what do Concepts. you call it? Uh, concept. <laughs> such concept. Such concept. Or, 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 parties, <laughs> or, or parties involved in such negotiations sure. would argue saying that, Hey, look, at least we are giving them a lifeline. Immediately after they graduate, they get a job, they, they, their future is secured. Mm, mm. So yeah, there's two sides of a coin, right? So <clears throat> I think to come to an agreement, I would believe that this luring and poaching should only begin. I mean, uh, but, but then again, it's, it's, you know, it can happen unofficially. But I think it should only begin like two months before they graduate so mm. that the players will not be distracted. And any form of like monetary thingy should should I, I don't know how we can do this because uh, it's something that we've got to consult the the lawyers uh, you know you look at the legal aspect of it yeah. because at the end of the day sticky. things yeah, it's not sticky there, there are a lot of lacunas there are a lot of loopholes mm. you know people can just you know avoid it by talking to the parents directly and pay the money to the parents you know instead of the kids and so forth and so on so yep, yep. but but these are serious conversations that we need to have mm. we want the players to have a bright future it's exciting that these players are actually getting more more than, than uh, you know, uh, graduates. I mean, it shows that there's a it's you know a career, good career path. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah. Mm. But at the same time, it needs to be kept in check. The clubs that are poaching or have been accused of poaching um, these uh, uh, players, for them, it's peanuts because they don't have to do the whole development plan over you know that those five, ten years to get a player. Yeah. So even if they have to pay half the salary way months in advance, it's still cheaper than developing their own players. So when that happens, then we create a culture whereby the NFDP becomes the sole factory, so to speak. Correct. Yeah. It's yeah. Like and, <laughs> and, 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 you know, everyone else go like, ah, it's okay. We'll just find somebody from NFDP and just take the whole, whole, whole lot, you know, and get them to play with mm. us. The, and then it becomes a competition of money. And they kind of lose, more. they kind of lose that prestige of the program as well. I mean, if it's just like, I mean, it's supposed no, I, I, to be a factory, but they're supposed to have, you know, a, a postgraduate kind of program, at least or a blueprint for, for the players to follow. You know? like, like I said, once again, there's no, um, I'm not saying that I'm right, I'm not saying yeah, that yeah, I'm wrong or whatsoever, but um, I think these are real conversations that need to be, you know, aired by all parties involved, mm. um, you mm. know, and, and we, we need to address this. Yeah, You give a boy at that age, 16, 17 year old, boy, you promise him, you know, like, uh, I'm just I'm just making up this this salary, but let's say for example four thousand ringgit salary, mm-hmm. and then you pay half before they play or thousand five at least. That's thousand five pure money that mm. goes into his account every mm. month. Mm. Okay, mm. when he's got his accommodation sorted, he's got his food sorted. That, that's like one five clean. Yeah, 
Yeah. Mm, mm. So imagine for some who are like they need the money, that one five will help the family. That goes a long way. So that's well and okay. Mm. But about those who can afford it, I've been told of quite a number of lala moves have been going in and out of the <laughs> <laughs> the 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 uh, training center. Mm. So that goes to show the spending power is there. Mm, mm, and what are they spending it on? You know. Mm. So things like that, and then you know you then ask yourself when they have money, okay, what are, what are they doing? Are they saving? Are they putting it aside? Are they? And so all these questions: mm. uh, Is it going to the parents? Mm. Mm. So it's a distraction. Distraction. In, in one word, is it's a distraction. And the end of the day, this is also out of the, the NFDP's hands, isn't it? They can't control anything when it comes to it. That's a sad reality because yeah. at the end of the day, negotiations can happen, you know, without anyone's knowledge. Mm. Mm. I mean, uh, the scouts will just go direct to the parents. I mean, that happens in in Europe too, I guess. Yeah, but, but, but we we need to, like I said, we need to have these discussions. We need to be be open about it. Mm. Um, and and find a formula that works for everyone. Mm. Speaking of, you know, we've yeah. talked about this before, but grassroots, yeah. you know, uh, recent the recent restructuring of uh, the local football league got rid of Division Two or, or mm-hmm. the Premier League, mm-hmm. as you put it. You know, mm-hmm. this is where people uh, train to, you know, go, go up to the Super League. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's the goal anyway. Um, do do you think that this is one of you know the factors that has affected rising players, especially those who are uh, you know. Aspiring to play in the Super League? No, I, I don't think so. No? To be honest. I, I, I think um, Malaysian football needs to have more quality than quantity. Mm. I think what we had, and this is a personal view, because what we have been doing in the past is that we've been flooding the leagues with a whole lot of teams. Yet, you know, um, okay, let, let's not talk about the quality of the players. That's subjective. But let's talk about the sustainability of the teams. Look at what happened to Kelantan recently. So many teams, you know, so and 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 it's it's not like a, a day or two or a, or a year or two or a season or two conversation. It's been going on forever. Mm. Remember the days of Public Bank, you know, a Plus FC, and and so forth and so on. Mm. Yeah, so they were there, and then you know, Kuala Lumpur, for example, good results. Yet they're still talking about you know not enough funds and so forth and so on. Mm. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I I'd rather us having a limited number of teams, but at least there's proper sustainability uh, what do you call efforts being put in place mm. to ensure that it's in for a long haul mm, so true. that it ensures that the players have a job um, beyond a season or two mm. yep yeah. yep, yep. Uh, last question Harish you yeah. know uh, obviously they have their much publicised F30 plan uh, for the mm. mission of making the country among the top 5 teams in Asia in less than 7 years by 2030 mm. uh, in your opinion to round this off mm-hmm. what's our best way forward uh, for local football and Malaysian football to make it on at least the Asian level instead of being fixated at the top start focusing at the grassroots um, I don't know whether we can achieve whatever that's been planned in F30 by 2030 I can guarantee you this, that if you place the amount of time, money invested in the grassroots, you know, you'll definitely see the results. Perhaps not um, in ranking-wise, perhaps not in getting gold medals, but in creating healthier talent pool and a healthier population at large. That was 2013's Harish Dios this week on the program, talking about the potential future of football development programs, the NFDP and AMD. 
And with that, we've come to the end of this week's program. If you'd like to revisit the story, you can head over to our website real soon, www.bfm.my forward slash bar none. And if you'd like to get in touch with the program, you can tweet us at BFM Radio. My name is Dara Ong and this has been Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. Join us again next week only here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.